Welcome to the Leadership Podcast with Pastor Sam Carr. Here you'll learn godly principles and real-world techniques for leading effectively. Hello, everyone. I'm Pastor Sam Carr. Welcome again to the podcast. We're so glad you're listening in. We're amazed at all the people that all over the world that are downloading this podcast, and I trust it's being a blessing to you, and, and uh, you're getting something that's going to help you as a leader uh, be stronger in what you do. Um, we started on our last podcast, and I want to hook up with this again today, about giving and the fact that if you're going to be a leader— you have to let your passion for the gospel reflect in your giving. Now, I'm not talking about your people that are following you. I'm not talking about if you're a pastor or if you're a leader and you're expecting other people to give. You have to be the one who leads. And uh, we talked last uh, time about David, the fact that he was the leader of Israel. And the Bible says that he set his affection on the house of God and gave over and above even what he had already prepared to give, he couldn't take it. He had to give more uh, and give over and above for the house of God. That's because he was a leader. And he was leading this, this uh, contingent of people to build the temple of God, even though Solomon was actually building it. He was, the finan- he was leading financially, and he gave over and above. And I think sometimes... We think as leaders, and I'm not pointing my finger at anybody, but I've been around a lot of people that think this way, that that they their their job is to motivate others to give, not to be the giver, and that the giving should come to them, not them be given to other people. Or uh, if they do give, it's for their uh, a benefit of some sort, and not really for a passion for the gospel. And I'm not trying to be critical, but but there are all kinds of motives out there. But if your one motive is this. Let your giving reflect your passion for the gospel. Then everything else will kind of fall into place because then you're, not, you're going to only give willingly. You're not going to give because somebody's pressuring you or you feel like you need to do it for this reason or that reason. You're only giving it because you see that it's going to promote the gospel and that God's going to be glorified uh, in it. So I just want to encourage you today that first of all, David was a leader and David sacrificed. He gave over and above because of his passion for building the house of God. And I have found in my own personal life over the years that that if I as a leader am willing to sacrifice and to give over and above for any project, I pastor a church, so we build buildings a lot of times. If if the people see that I am willing to be uh, to give over and above and to let my, my giving reflect my passion for what we're doing for the kingdom, then they will respond. And that happened over here in First Chronicles chapter 29. And I, I thought it was interesting. Um, you know, David was the giver. I mean, he, he, he led out, and um, uh, he prepared. He gave all that, that, that he was supposed to, but then he said his, because of his affection for the house of God, he gave over and above. And it talks about all that he did over and above. Uh, but here's the interesting thing. As soon as David did that, in verse 6 of First uh, Chronicles chapter 29, it says, Then the leaders of the fathers' houses, leaders of the tribes of Israel, the captains of thousands and of hundreds, with the officers over the king's work, offered willingly. In other words, there was another level of giving. David, 
expressed his passion for the house of God and gave over and above. And because he did, then it says all the other leaders followed suit and followed David and they offered willingly. And I'll tell you, if you read what they offered, it was amazing how much they offered. Uh, and let me, let, me, let me just encourage you, leaders, and listen to me, especially if you have people under you, that, that you ought to lead those other leaders by example. You should say, I am a giver, I'm giving, and then they should respond to your giving, not to your demands. Look, you're a leader, you ought to give to this. That's not the way you do it. You do it like David did. You do it by example. And when people see you giving by example, then they're going to give by example. And your leaders in your church will give, by, uh, will give the same way. They'll be willing to do it. It won't be because they've been forced into doing it to keep their job. It'd be because they're willing to do it. Why? Because they are affected by your passion for the gospel. And so they give. But here's the amazing thing. The leaders offered willingly. The New King, I mean, the, King, uh, the, the New King James, I like the, well, I'm sorry, um, the, the leaders gave, and, and they offered willingly. Then something else happened. Then in verse 9 of 1 Chronicles chapter 29, it says this, Then the people rejoiced, for they had offered willingly, because with a loyal heart they had offered willingly to the Lord and King David also rejoiced greatly. So you see this three-tier operation of giving, but where does it start? It starts with a leader. That's where giving starts. It starts with a leader demonstrating that leader's passion for the gospel, and then it is reflected in their giving. Once that happens, then those leaders that are following that person, they will respond in like kind. You say, well, what if they don't? That's between them and God because God's looking for willing offerings. He's not looking for forced offerings. He's looking for willing offerings. And so you have to understand and know that, that hey, I sacrificed and then when I demonstrated that sacrifice and I have a passion for the gospel, then other leaders followed and did the same thing. They responded as well. They released themselves to give. But now here's an awesome thing about this. Not only did that happen, but it says that verse 9, that the people rejoiced. They rejoiced. What did they rejoice about? They rejoiced about those leaders who were willing to give. It brought a joy to the whole process because every person was giving. David, the leader, was giving. Those leaders under David were giving. And then the people were giving. And they all did it willingly. They wanted to do it. And I want to tell you, you talk about effective leadership, that's how you do it in regard to giving. You have to lead out. You have to be the leader. I don't give my tithe secretly. Now, I don't tell people what I tithe, but, but when I stand up to take up the offering, I hold my tithes up that Becky and I are giving. I hold up our building fund commitment. I hold up our missions giving. And I say, and I pray with people, I want them to see me 
giving. And they, they, I want them to see me giving out of an affection, out of a passion for the gospel, and that motivates people to give. Rather than just, look, I'm going to preach the word to you. You have to obey the word. Well, what are you doing? Are you giving? Well, you, that's not what it's about. It's about what you do. No, it's about a leader leading. And you have to lead also in your giving. And once you make up your mind to do that and you're, re, you're, you're revealing that, uh, hey, the people will go way beyond anything you could ever imagine to, to respond to that and, and to operate in, in giving. Uh, the Bible talks about this over in Second uh, Corinthians chapter 8. It was talking about the church of Macedonia that it says, In a great trial of affliction and an abund- uh, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded to the riches of their liberality. They gave according to their ability, and beyond their ability, they were freely willing. Why were they willing to do that? Because they saw their leader. They saw Paul sacrificing and giving. And because they saw Paul sacrificing and giving, then they, then they responded because of what he was doing. If, you're not, if, if people don't see you as someone who has a passion for the gospel, not because of your rhetoric, but because of your giving, uh, they're not going to respond to you in the deepest way they could. It's going to be superficial. And it's going to be a lot of times self-serving because that's what you're preaching to them. Hey, you know, you give, you're going to get. You give, you're going to get. Listen, that is not the appropriate approach. There's nothing wrong with telling people, listen, when you have a passion for the gospel and you give, God said he'd give back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. But the key is the passion for the gospel. You have to purpose in your heart and be willing to give. And once you are and people see you and see that, all of a sudden then they start responding to that and they become givers and they get involved and they, they, they are uh, passionate because of the gospel. So I just want to encourage you today as a leader, do it like David did. Because David led three levels, him, his leaders, and the people to give passionately. And it started because of him. And he wasn't ashamed to tell them, look, I gave, but I also gave over and above. In fact, David actually listed what he did give, but but. I don't think you have to do that. I just think you have to communicate. I'm in there with you. I'm sacrificing. I'm giving. And many times after I have gotten through with a project, then I'll go back and I'll tell the people, look, I just want you to know, here's what I did. You know, and uh, I, I remember one time, and I'm going to close with this, but um, I, God had blessed me. I all my life wanted a, a 1963 red Corvette convertible. Actually, I'd wanted one for 40 years, over 40 years, because that's when they were made. And I got to drive one when I was a teenager, and I said, i got to have one of these. And so 40 years passes, and I still don't have one, and I wanted one. And God had blessed me with some money, uh, really uh, just an outside source, just amazing deal. But, but uh, Becky said, hey, why don't you go buy that car you wanted? So I found one, and I bought, I bought it. And uh, I loved it. I enjoyed driving it. Great, great car and had a great time with it. 
But we we were in a place where we were going to have a build. We had to build again. And um, immediately I knew that was my sacrifice. That's what I was to do. Now, I didn't get up and say, now, y'all going to have to give now because I sacrificed and I gave up my red Corvette convertible. So, so you're going to have to give up something. I never said that. I didn't even tell them that's what I did. All I did was say, look, we're all giving. Becky and I are involved. We're committed to giving. And so we, we built what we needed to build. And, but, year, but several years after that, I would go back and I would tell people, look, here's what I did. Just so you'll know, here's what I did. Not bragging, not trying to make people feel bad, but as a point of contact. Listen, if everybody has a passion for the gospel, you're going to reflect it in your giving, and a car doesn't mean anything. And uh, I don't do that during a, during a time of when I'm raising funds because I don't want people to do something because I did it and then regret it. So you you, But you, there are ways to communicate that. But a leader is going to always be the first one out there and sacrificing to get something done if he's expecting his leaders and he's expecting other people to do something. Hey, my time's gone for today. I hope you got something out of that today. Trust it was a blessing to you. And look forward to our next time together on the podcast. God bless you till next time. Thanks for joining us today on the podcast. The Leadership Podcast is part of Word of Life Ministries in Shreveport, Louisiana. You can connect with Pastor Carr or Word of Life Ministries on our Facebook, Twitter, or at our website, wordoflifecenter.org.